Hey everybody, this is Anifa Walida from Your Gay Aunties and just letting you know we are trying new servers and podcast happy things to bring the best audio quality and it's like one gives, one takes away. So um, this one we did notice is a little bit of uh, echo um, thereabouts in the uh, podcast so we apologize for that and we continue to try to bring you the best uh, quality as we can find out there in internet land. If you uh, know of some good podcast uh, servers or like, you know, web apps you can record online, just holler at us at gayaunties at gmail.com. And of course, as always, if you have or want any love, life advice um, from either myself or Red, um, holler at us at gayaunties at gmail.com. Okay, now with that disclaimer, here we go. Episode number 12. What is your struggle? Hey everybody, this is Hanifa Walida. Hey, this is Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Hey. <laughs> How y'all doing? Um, all right. You know. Oh, girl. Um, all, right. all right. So we don't have... Um, we don't have... A letter? A letter. We don't have a letter this week. All right. Okay. Um, so we were talking and we were, you know, the thing that's at this moment in time uh, on our mind is this idea, just referring back to the almighty alphabet mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the original letters, the letter L and how there has been, um, how can we put it, uh, a change in relationship to that letter L, um, the inclusiveness of the letter L, the what's felt by some a an erasure um, or disappearance or dismissive uh, the dismissal of the letter L, mm-hmm. and what does that mean? Why is that even a case? What is you know as we add more letters, why are we thinking differently around the original letters? You know, does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and two, it, it, one thing that it immediately made me think about just as you were doing that, like saying that part is that, um, the term queer as an umbrella term, mm. um, a couple in a couple of relationships that I have been in, um, I was kind of, I guess, tasked to no longer identify as lesbian, but to identify as queer in order to include that partner. Oh, oh I mean, you were, you were asked not for yourself to identify yeah, as lesbian or the relationship? To, for me, I, I guess to not be in a lesbian relationship, I am not a lesbian because my partner at the time was um, not in or I guess, I don't know the, the, the best way to say it, um, was either transitioning or um, was not identifying primarily as female and therefore I couldn't be ill any longer um, to mm. be in that relationship. I'm gonna let you go into that a little bit because I, you know, right off the bat, I kind of find that a little problematic. I can understand uh, he not being one to identify as lesbian or even questioning if the relationship 
as you as a couple mm-hmm. saying that oh this is not a lesbian relationship this is a queer relationship that's something I can completely understand but yeah. to attach you on your own personal identification is a little for me problematic well then it kind of goes into mm-hmm. how the L is disappearing in a lot of different ways right it's not mm. just the the societal thing that's happening but even in those partnerings and in so, some yeah. And in some circles, at least to my limited experience, either directly or just people I know that have experienced it, where even the honoring of the yoni, uh, mm-hmm. keeping the yoni within the conversation, <laughs> ah, true. you know what I mean, um, yeah, yeah. has been an issue. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like, yeah, even our hesitation with it is like, it's it's a touchy subject, right? It's um, an annoyingly it's touchy that, subject, might I add. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's touchy, it's political, it's politicized. It's, um, um, it's, it's, it's gotten tough, right? People uh, are taking sides in it, right? People are, are, are going to their corners about it, right? <laughs> and and it's, it's generational as well. It's definitely generational. And that's one of those things where, for me, like, I love that the young people are um, moving on with the struggle, so to speak, right? Because, like, we were at Pride last week, and we're just like, mm, is this an equality struggle still? Like, I don't even know really what, like, the fight is at this point. I don't know. Uh-huh. I would just go to the parade. <laughs> And so those who have found something within um, the the communities or, you know, however, whatever those spaces are, that they're still pushing for growth in and, and struggling for progress in, like, yay, like, congratulations. I'm, I'm proud of, the, of that thing still going because it could have just dropped. Like, gay marriage is legal. Everybody go home. Like, it's over. <laughs> However, if we're marginalizing with our inclusion, what 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 is that? I don't know. So really then it's like it's this is really a conversation about how are we defining um inclusivity um mm. and how are we what is our relationship with exclusivity? You know what I mean? Because yeah. that seems to be, you know, like the big thing. Not the big thing. That should always have been the big thing. But, you know, this well, this idea of all-inclusivity ha- is kind of the catch word for um, a generation. But is there some hypocrisy going on here? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And can you, like, and are you excluding people in your inclusivity? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, and I would think like the whole idea of inclusivity is that it's, it's trying to make room for everyone and anyone to be themselves and to grow into whoever they themselves are, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and kind of all acceptance. But where does that line, but are we still drawing lines just within our community? Forget about, you know, other folks who don't identify as queer but you know what is that and and, and not for nothing what you were saying earlier um with this idea of uh the word queer and i would definitely want to get back to that mm-hmm. with your with your ex-partner but this um idea of uh 
or rather the word queer, what I've run into actually, and this is just me having relationships with older people um, than myself, where I'm not offended by the word queer, there is a generation that is highly offended by the word queer. Yeah. Like their their relationship with the word queer is the same relationship that say, like the uh, word. Yeah, with some <laughs> folks, yeah, like it, it's, it's triggering. Mm-hmm. It's triggering because they literally are from the generation where that was a big time slur. You yeah. know, um, and so do we respect that or do we just dismiss that? Like, oh, well, y'all just need to get over it because things have changed now. You know what I mean? Well, it's a lot of get over it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's like, that's what, what each generation does, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're going to have to let go of that. That's, oh, we doing this now. Right? Word. We did it. Um, <laughs> we definitely did it. And being in the middle is such a beautiful space because you can see both sides somewhat. Um, you understand both sides or both, you know, of the polar opposites of the, the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I absolutely get it. If my elders uh, understand queer to be a slur we're not reclaiming it. Like, <laughs> we're not reclaiming. Reclaim this. Like, yeah, we're not. Reclaim nah, these nuts. Man. Like, <laughs> nah, for what? Like, find you a word that's not rooted in pain and rooted in, like, find you a celebratory title. You know, and we're making words up, you know, all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's make one up that's, you know, completely celebratory and not. Um, attached to people like losing their lives and being beaten and you know being ostracized and put I love out but, in it. But Red, the same argument you you stating right here um, is the same argument that many people who don't like the word nigga. You know what I mean? No, and, I'm saying yes, both. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying yes, like black people, we can come up with another word that's not rooted in those things as well. Like we mm-hmm. have plenty of even though I, I, I do enjoy I I'm a nigga saying person and like I'm literally if you have a problem with nigga you can't come to my house you know you, you are you know if you in my house and you like oh can we not say that word like oh honey I can call you a lift <laughs> you can go <laughs> so you don't have to hear it <laughs> but I'm saying like there are options there's always options and yeah. so yes I understand the people who are on this side. But like you're saying, I also understand the people that are like, hey, I get to call myself what I want to. I'm choosing nigga. I'm choosing queer. I'm choosing fag. Like, I'm choosing, you know, whatever those terms are. Like, my kids, my students call each other dykes all the time. Yeah, I'm going to be saying that. Yeah. I, like, my forehead starts throbbing. I don't understand how that's okay. But they don't understand why it's not. Mm, mm. You know? <laughs> yeah, and so so then it, so you know, is this really a question of language or a question of intention? And I don't want to get too far off the topic, but you know, mm-hmm. in regards to queer nigga and dyke and because I've said dyke, but I don't even say it to another dyke. I mean, like I'll say it, you know, right. it's within context. I'm not just gonna say it to describe a woman who enjoys the company of other women. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. always within a context, usually in a joke. Yeah. But um, so is it, you know, my whole thing is like, OK, we have language, literally the letters that come together to make a word. And then there is um, cultural meaning, which mm-hmm. people can argue around. But then there's intention. 
you yeah. know, um, and I'm more of an intention person, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so, and, and rather where someone's, where is the line in which someone's intention can be questioned? So even though we as niggers know how to say nigga to each other and kind of understand the difference of yes. the different ways you can say it, a white person, no matter how they say it, about to get, their head about to get flown mm-hmm. <laughs> if it come out their mouth any which way. Right. I don't care if they are, if they are third cousin or something like. <laughs> okay, you know. So then, intention is. This is like a vibrating word in my body right now, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? Like when you say it, like okay, so what is the intention that we have in, even in our inclusivity, right? Mm. What is the intention that we have? in our exclusivity what is the intention that we have in um uh in the words that we're using and the labels that we're we're assuming or using whether they're um to hurt or to you know to re reclaim right Mm -hmm. um why and i think often in my experience because i've had some some keyboard knock down drag outs right (laughs) with young people when i ask them why Hmm. right and like red summer you just blah blah blah. like like they mad at me because i'm just like yeah but i don't get it why (laughs) can Mm -hmm. you explain why and i think because a lot of times young people um they react off of the emotion like they react in groups, like or they react or they they act in um, in accordance with their tribe, right? Mm. <laughs> so if this is what we're doing and that's what we're doing, if you don't like it, then then you're wrong. Well, why yeah. am I wrong? Because this is this what we we said we was doing, right? <laughs> no, y'all said y'all was doing it, but now you're talking to me. <laughs> right. And, and if you can't identify your intention, like your mm. outcome, if you can't identify your end game, right? Word, 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 word. Then what is your struggle? Ooh, what is your struggle? That's going to be the name of this show. What is your yeah. struggle? <laughs> Okay, and this is now. This is really getting back to our, our initial thing where okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna that's gonna be my, my mantra. What is your struggle? Mm-hmm. Because you know, struggle, you know, supports whatever emotion you're giving out. Well, I'm struggling in this, or I have experienced struggle, so I have the right to evoke a certain emotion towards it or towards whomever for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. And and I get that, and I, I understand the justification um, in that. Um, but in understanding your own struggle, are you also open in understanding other people's struggle? Mm. You know what I mean? And, and I'm, I'm trying to, that's a really broad statement, but it's like your struggle is justified, but it's not the only justification for everyone's existence. So it's like if, if, you're, if you can understand how, say, an older person is not going to like the word queer, Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if I'm in my if I'm in my elder's house, I'm most likely am not gonna use the word nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not it just feels weird, period. It's just it's a different cultural it just feels different saying that word around 
someone who's considerably older um, than me, especially if they don't say it regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, I say older people don't say it. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I'm not, even though I have my stance on the word, I also have a certain reverence or respect for whoever's home I'm in mm-hmm. that if I'm in a home that's not trying to feel that, I'm not going to say that because I also have a, a, a respect for respecting people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And what that means to me, like my own personal sense of identity as a person. So I don't just identify, identify you know, as a queer or lesbian person, I identify as someone who respects someone else's boundaries, especially under their own roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, so, but I think sometimes, or at least what I've experienced, you know, with some younger people that they have laid down the lines for themselves or the, you know, the rules, and that applies for everyone in in, in every context. And, and they will fight for that. Like that's something to struggle for. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nah, life ain't really like that, homie. (laughs) (laughs) That's not, that's not how the real world works. And Mm -hmm. the real world is just that the real world, the world in which you live in. So if you're trying to navigate all that, you know, you have to just like we all put on different masks at work or who we're talking to for a reason. So we can actually communicate (laughs) <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or get by or do whatever the hell we're trying to do. You can't just be on one note wherever you go and then right. fight for the right to do that. Because I don't like, is that something you actually want to struggle for? I don't know. Because that means that you get a one note nanny. Like, you know, like, yeah. what? I don't know where I got the nanny from. But I was trying to give a, <laughs> trying to give a name that started with N. Yeah. <laughs> That means that you don't, you're not a diversified person. You don't know how to move and groove in life. You don't know that when put in a different situation, how to act differently or how to grow from being in a different situation because you're just on this same note. Right. You know? Also, um, though, it's making me, like, come back to the idea that for a lot of young people, lesbian is outdated. Mm. So they're their identity and their struggle and their um, experience is not tied up in that in the same way that it may have been for you and I. Well, let's back up on that. Their experience actually is almost exactly the motherfucking same. It's just the word, <laughs> the association of the experience, they don't connect that with the word. So mm-hmm. it's like, there, you are, y'all ain't going through nothing particularly new. If anything, you're in a better situation than maybe people who are older than you. Right. But there is no, there ain't no newness about being who the hell we are in this world. The only thing that's changing is the outer world and how we relate to it. But essentially, it's the same shit. So don't think that you're experiencing some brand newness that older folks ain't hip to. Right. <laughs> it's just, that's just, that's just. You lying to yourself, homie. You just lie into yourself, you know, to justify whatever your stance is. But I can understand maybe, again, language, you know, you don't have a connection with the word lesbian because your own generation has come up with new words that that's how you've developed, you've associated your experience to these new words as opposed mm-hmm. to older words. That, cool, I get it. But did, it, did that mean that people who do connect with the word, connect their own personal experience with the word lesbian and being proud to say that and fighting for that, that they're just supposed to abandon that? Their entire, like their identity that they've lived in before you were even thought of? Mm. Can you really ask that of someone? Could it be though, kind of like butch? 
Yeah, exactly. Like, like I still use that word. Like it ain't nothing. I don't think nothing of it. <laughs> I don't think nothing of it. Like I don't even. It's like just a word. Like you know, but it's the word that is my go-to knee-jerk word. Mm-hmm. But that's not a word that young people use. Yeah, no, they don't anymore. Right? No, no, and stud. So, right. Oh, and yeah. I'm. And that may even be going out. <laughs> Maybe I, I kind of <laughs> hope so. I always hate a stud. I was like, don't you know that's a classification of a horse? I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, because. That's my knowledge. I know horses. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. It feels a little too close to animal. And, and then I start connecting it to, you know, us, them calling us bucks and, mm-hmm. you know, some old slavery shit. Like, I start going back. I was like, ah, I can't do that. But, but yeah. Or even, like, aggressors. But that's even, that's probably the same as oldest stud, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you know what, Red? That's a good. Some stuff is even, um, uh, what is, like, local. Or, like, localized. Regional. Word. Um, and so with all of those factors at play, um, then it will have to come back to, you know, the point that you made earlier about the intention. That's mm. why like that word started really like vibrating with me because, okay, if, we, you know, as we've said a couple of times, like the, the outside world is, is reacting a lot differently to, um, to women who, date women you know? mm-hmm. um, and you know the society has just changed right so that struggle that generations before had to go through in order to even find a word and claim a word and like the coming out and all that kind of stuff like isn't really necessary as mm. much um, yeah. yeah and so because that's not the reality the struggle to get to the word isn't there. And so just like anything you get without having to work for, you don't really <laughs> respect <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. You didn't really earn, <laughs> you know, in for that kind of way. For it to easily step off your tongue. Yeah, yeah, for it to mean something to you, for it to have weight and reverence and value in your life, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) you know, and and, and if I were to be really 100, um, even though I am not of the generation as far as like the, like the women's rights generation, like the original Mm -hmm. lesbians, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not the original, they actually aren't the original lesbians, but you know what I mean? Like the, you know, the, 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 the the original, the initial gay rights movement, those who were adults, like in the seventies and shit. Right. Um, though that's not my generation, um, I am the generation that I was handed the word lesbian. But, you know, I've never really, I say the word because that's the technical word, but I've mm-hmm. never, me personally, have never liked the word, literally because right. of the way it sounds. I said it sounds too close to lizard. I don't know. I'm making this word association thing. Just sonically speaking, I can't fuck with it. You know, yeah, and, and but I'll say it. feels that way, too. That's oh, word? Yeah. See, I'm saying, it's like, oh, like, what? Who, out of the bowels of the mm. English language, <laughs> or maybe the, 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 it initially comes from Greek, I think. I think it's, a, like, from Lesbos. Mm. You know, I've been on the island of Lesbos. Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I can't even roll with Lesbos more. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm. Lesbos. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm about to go on a tangent. But the, um... So, like, I, I get it. If you don't like, but that's my personal thing. I'm not going to stop someone else from saying the freaking word or identifying with the word. And I use the word in a crunch if I'm going to describe myself, I guess, you know, even though I've used queer too, you mm-hmm. know, 
Um, but <sighs> this whole thing of identity, ownership, and what I find is just a, a growing fascism, and I'm going to use that word. I'm going to stand by it, too, within the queer community and trying to dictate to others what they should do, accept, how they should speak, how they should be, but at the same time, literally saying everyone should be free. And I'm, I stay confused mm -hmm. with that, that dichotomy. I stay confused with that hypocrisy. And for me, I think it's a blatant hypocrisy, but I also... I'm not so much demonizing people who I feel do that. I think it's something that humans usually do, period. Almost unconsciously, you know? And until you're called out on it, and, or not even just called out on it, but are able to sit with a nasty seat, like, oh, word, I am being hypocritical mm -hmm. when I demand others of others what, you know, um, I don't demand of myself. Or, you know, I assume I should have these rights, but I don't give those same rights to others because oh, they're, they're wrong generally. They're wrong politically, but are they wrong in being human beings? Uh, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we can talk politics all day long. We can debate about that shit until the cows come home. But at the end of the day, where the, 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 the frame in which I work in is the capacity of, 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 of someone's humanity. What humans have historically done just by the human condition, you know, what, what all our flaws and bruises and bumps and our beautiful, the, what's beautiful about being human, all of that we'll all, we all have access to. So I don't quickly dismiss someone because we disagree politically. And that's just me. And, but it, and it's something that I had to work to, to do because I had to work to understand exactly what that means as far as how I identify, how Hanifa identifies and how I want to relate to people. And maybe it's the Buddhist in me, you know, but I'm not just going to, I've had drag out, you know, no, drag out is not the word. I don't like drag out. But I've had heated conversations with people who I politically disagree with. But even within those conversations, I can still identify and honor their humanity. So I wind up having a better conversation with them as opposed mm -hmm. to completely dismissing them and demanding, putting demands on them that I really don't have any power to do so. Wow. As they don't with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then, like, is it, hmm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to kind of frame it, uh, because mm. I've, I'm beginning to believe, or I'm just formulating the thought now, that a lot of it is also classist. Oh, girl, let's not go there. In that... <laughs> No, let's go there. And that there. a lot of these conversations are being had in academia. They're being had in these, you know, really um, in these spaces where lots of people are not a part of the conversation, right? Lots of people are not don't have seats at these tables. Mm -hmm. When when new conversations about you know queerness in America and all those things that are. are being, you know, the conversations are being had and the, the conferences, you know, with these exorbitant prices to attend and you have to fly to somewhere and you have to be able to pay for a hotel and, and your food while you're there. And um, like all of the spaces that you, you need entree 
mm. into, right? You need you need the in-body that you need to be a, a student or a professor or, you know what I'm saying, work at the university or be invited by the university or, mm. you know what I'm saying, all of those things. Or you're things. a student club or whatever. Yeah, in order to be uh, involved in the conversation at all. Like, you know, you and I have both been invited to universities by, you know, the LGBT organizations to talk about, you know, queerness, right, in whatever way. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's not often at any of my lectures open to the public public. Right. And, and, and so it's not just an elitism, but it's also elitism in a bubble. So academia, your college campus is not the real world. Mm. Is I'm gonna say it again. Your college campus is so far <laughs> from the real world, you have no idea until your ass your ass actually has to go into the real world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's fine to go there and read some books and have discussions, but the discussions you're having are with people who are reading the same books. Mm-hmm. Your discussions are not with people who are reading different books or reading less books, but having um, a more enriched experience in life because they are in the heart of it, in the thick of it, of living, mm-hmm. you know, which is just as valid as any book by any author. Right. Okay. Actually, I prefer lived experience, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But if you don't understand that simple principle, then you cannot empower yourself to use your education in the real world. That means you are disempowering yourself or limiting yourself in the ways that you can communicate with all kinds of people. You know, right. you can take your communications class and I can teach you how to enunciate and how not to have stage fright and mm-hmm. how to articulate your position or whatever, but it's how to articulate or debate it within the context of fucking college. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to like a union meeting or, you know what I'm saying? Like, or if you go yeah. for like to real community workers, they ain't trying to hear all that, son. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they, it's not that they don't understand you. They're just having a hard time relating to you because you are obviously not trying to relate to them. You're not mm-hmm. meeting people halfway. You're yeah. coming with what is an elitist perspective and an elitist tone in particular. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think really should be taught to, to, to students. It's like along with, with, with having the privilege to have access to this level of education, how do you communicate what you learn to people who haven't read the same book mm-hmm. or do you just simply judge them and dismiss them and say, well, they're just ignorant and you know, well, I just, right. I can't work with them or without you know, whatever. Without being condescending. Without being condescending as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even hear your condescension, you know? Yeah. You don't even hear it. You don't hear it. You're trained to debate. You're not trained to communicate. And then what's the end game? Right. What is the end game? Because exactly. you're isolating the people who you're supposed to enlighten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? And you can look at any real, you can look at any leader that actually has made traction in our world and impacted our world. Well, I'll just take a random, okay, model the game. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's easy. <laughs> you know, he went to college. He yeah. was not a poor man. His, 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 his daddy was a preacher, so they was middle class. They had that preacher money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but 
the way he learned to communicate, he was able to communicate to the masses. He could take, could take that body of knowledge he knew. He, and actually a lot of movements were started by the middle class because uh, middle class of color or what have you, because they had the reference of saying, okay, I have access to this education, but I also have felt the blows of discrimination. Yeah. And so I'm in, a, I'm in a position of power. How am I going to use that? You know? And so, and this is a conversation, again, that I feel is not being had as much as just the regular old conversations of politics and, you know, you know, who we, you know, who we trying to free this week. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Outside of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How do I identify this week? <laughs> mm-hmm. You Not know, really, right? <laughs> that's real. That's real, son. That's real. You know, um, so I still, you know, even in this conversation we're having read, it's like, I'm still trying to be gentle to a degree with it um, because I don't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, walk walk my own talk because I don't want someone to be turned off by me putting my foot in your ass over this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because really it's not about that. I'm not trying to win an argument. I'm just trying to, we're trying to introduce a, an additional way in which you can navigate and communicate in the world that I, I personally have experienced and I'm sure you have experienced yeah. will reaps, reaps more benefits. You just get more out of it. <laughs> if mm. you could have a longer conversation with someone, if you can, you know, um, where someone doesn't physically shut down in front of you, you know, where it can quickly turn violent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, at least that's been my experience. Definitely. Uh, and, and I've, I have, I would say shied away from, but it's not even shied away from. I just stopped talking to young people like a lot of times when I can't find a middle ground. Word. The and middle ground is the gold. Yeah. That's where the gold is. And that's that's the thing that, you know, every generation says about the one after them. Oh, they don't listen. They just won't do their own thing and blah, blah, blah. So I get that. And I got to the place where I was like, you know what? Put my hands up, let you do your thing, boo-boo. Go ahead and do your thing. I'll be here. Auntie will be right here. Mm-hmm. I may be grand-auntie <laughs> 10, 15 years from now. You'll be, then we have a different conversation because then now you got it. You get mm-hmm. it. Oh, I know what you were saying now. Right, right. Or are you saying the same shit we saying to you to people who are, you know, 15 years younger than you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you're like, why they don't get it? <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know. Um, so that, yeah, that's, that's difficult. But I want to get back to that earlier thing with your, your, with your ex-partner with this, you know. Okay, because okay, I so. identify is that am I, as, and my partner doesn't, mm-hmm. can this person be my partner? Like, can, mm-hmm. can, my, can my partner live in their own light, in their own sense of being, and I can live in mine, and that's all good. Like, I really, I want you to explain, yeah. like, I really, how, or rather, how did you receive that? What did you do with that information? So, thankfully, I was on the stoop uh, when we were shooting you people, um, and Zeke was talking about his own struggle um, as he was coming to terms with um, his identity as a trans man and how that affected his partner, right? So I was mm. already kind of prepped in the conversation and the struggle around it, right? I already had language for it. I already had um, 
an experience that I could draw to, but it wasn't personal, right? Yeah. So now I'm in this relationship um, and the person is asking me to stop, say less, stop saying lesbian. This is kind of like at the height of my career, <laughs> traveling, you know what I'm saying? It's like people are really, in, people are inviting me to the university to speak because I'm a lesbian. Right, right, right. That anymore? Then I don't know why they're invited to come. Now you fuck up with my money, son. All right. (laughs) And you, you know, when you care about someone, like you want to honor them. Like it it was not my intention, right? Was not to um, to put them in a box. It wasn't to disrespect them and their their path and their journey and their own transition and their own experience. Um, I did not want to, I knew that it wasn't a personal attack, right? So it wasn't like, you're trying to steal my identity, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Only because I'd already had that conversation with Zeke before, like I didn't have to go there. Like I didn't, you know, have that emotional response and that that fight with it. Um, But I was really uh, conflicted on how willing I would be to give up my own identity in order to match someone else's, right? It's almost like, you know, I struggled with, you know, changing my name when I got married. Oof, like mm. all my degrees say this. I don't even know that person. So you gonna pay my loan, son? Because you know my degrees using that other name. You know what I mean? Like, okay, right. That's an investment. Like I've I've invested. I've spent so much time in building my own identity and my own self and my own worth professionally and socially and all these other things. And then I get married, and then that person disappears. Like I don't know. Like it felt like the same thing. Like that same kind of struggle or um, conflict, like internal conflict. Um, and I, I, it didn't win. Like, you know, mm. unfortunately, and I, I had that same experience more than once. And I still was kind of like, but I, I feel you. Yes, I honor you. I, I appreciate you and your experience. I'm still me though. <laughs> like, and I kind of like acquiesced into to queer as kind of a um a what is it? What is it like, okay, I'll give you queer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'll just I'll just do that so that it's not a thing. But it didn't feel but- authentic. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't I didn't take it on because it wasn't that maybe that's the thing going back to what we talked about earlier it wasn't the title that i earned right it wasn't the the Mm. struggle that i i went through in order to you know you know it wasn't you know the the degree right that wasn't it (laughs) um i have really done all of that work in this to be this one thing and i had to really come to terms with how much that meant to me I didn't end the relationships mm. because of it. Like, you know, those relationships just ended the way that they did. 
but it was something. Hold on, what that meant to you? I'm sorry, did it, what that meant to you or what the word the, meant the, to the, you? The in relation to how you identify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the reason mm-hmm. that those relationships ended, but it was mm-hmm. almost like a whew, like in the end of it because <laughs> like, okay, well, at least that's one less struggle that I would have to have in in my relationship. It's unfortunate. I'm having a hard time with this. Yeah, I'm having. I'm, I'm be honest. I'm having a hard time because I, I'm, I'm equating it with, you know, if I was in an interracial relationship and my partner's like, well, you know, can you be white? I'm like, honey, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that cannot happen. That that's that that's 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 literally mathematically impossible mm-hmm. because I am my mother's child. I am a black child. I am a black woman, and that's not gonna happen. So I don't see my sexuality as I can't separate that from my race, you know. Mm-hmm. So like they they on they on par with each other, and you know the closer I can get to your experiences, you know, part of this surprised me one time because I by default think that the people that I date they identify as as lesbian, and they say I don't identify I identify as queer, but that's not such a big issue because like okay I get it whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, but. Um, I really am trying, I'm having a hard time uh, grappling with the idea of a partner where, okay, we're both investing in each other. We're both caring for each other. We're both supporting each other in this life, okay? And my partner is going to all of a sudden saying, well, the way you can support me is by not identifying as you are. Like, I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I, I just... I can, I can see like getting used to a new label, but like, how was that supporting you? So like this, okay, like you were, you're referring to a particular conversation in you people with Teak, um, and I'll play it right now. Just having a dick is not about being, it's not what being a man is about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I had an ex-girlfriend and she was like, well, you know, I'm a lesbian and if you become a man, then I'm going to be straight. And it's, it's just, <laughs> there's this whole grieving process. You know what I'm saying? If me or any other trans person is going to make that change, then the woman that you're with has to make a change. Your parents are going to go from having a daughter to a son, you know, from from a niece to a nephew, from no an aunt to an uncle. Everybody <laughs> has to make this transition with you. And it's like a death of the person, of the woman that you are. Right? If you're a trans-identified person and you're passing as a man and you're, you're more so identifying with your masculine, does that mean that I have to lose my, my female community? Does that mean no. if I was to take these right. steps mm-hmm. and to do this, am I going to lose all of you mm-hmm. or, or, or everybody or, or the community that I've grown up in? You know what no. I'm saying? But to a certain extent, you do. If that's the choice you that you're going for. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I might choose that, but but I don't want to be straight. I don't want to hang out with a whole bunch of straight people. Yeah, so yeah. like Teek was saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm in a relationship um, with um, a lesbian, the lesbian's looking at me as a trans person or someone who identifies as a man, well, what does that make me? Am I still a lesbian if I'm with a quote-unquote straight man? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, uh, and even a straight man is not really it. You know what I mean? But yeah. like a man, what is that? Am I still a lesbian? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a, that's like a real conflict. And I'm sure that's maybe a conflict that some uh, women who identify as, as lesbians or queer or whatever, um, and they're dating trans men. They, I'm, I'm curious, like if, if you are a, 
um, a woman who identifies as queer or lesbian and you're dating a trans man, is this a conversation that you have with yourself or with your partner as far as how does that then change your identity? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. What is that conversation? Please holler at us at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. But that, that, that's a real thing. You know, I like that he had brought that up because it was like, yeah, so what does that? Yeah. Wait a minute. You know, and who, what, what is attracting me to this man? Is it because, you know, okay, I'm attracted, you know, saying that this person, I would think pound for pound is a femme woman, right? You know, what is attracting me to this particular masculinity? You know, is it just a masculinity and then it's just that person's choice or that person's identity as a, as a trans man, mm-hmm. you know, or am I attracted to a particular kind of manhood or straight up manhood? So then do I question my own sense of sexuality mm-hmm. if I've always identified as a woman loving woman? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's... Yeah, there's it's so many huh. layers to it, right? <laughs> and I think in, in both situations <laughs> with me, um, like I started out with a girlfriend and ended up with a boyfriend, right? <laughs> and <laughs> although I, you know, I feel like I'm pretty progressive and I'm, you know, down for everybody to, you know, be exactly who they they, they want to be. Um, it still, you know, was, was conversation. It wasn't heavy all the time either. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to make it mm-hmm. seem like it was like, oh, my God, like this thing that we, you know, but it it was one of those things that uh, one time uh, my partner at the time said, ah, but, you know, you're not lesbian anymore. You're queer now because I'm trans. And I was like, oh, what's that? I don't know that you get to say that <laughs> for me. <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about that. <laughs> and... Yeah, because is it a label or is it your attraction? Like, you're attracted to masculine yeah. women. and But it's not on you if that woman um, makes a decision to transition. You're still attracted to this masculinity, and maybe you particularly are attracted to a, a, some serious masculinity. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> like, with a capital M, you know what I mean? Um <laughs> That maybe that's where, where you found yourself in that position um, because of the women you're attracted to that realize that they're actually not women, that their relationship with masculinity is identifying themselves as trans. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I guess I, I wouldn't find myself in that position per se, maybe. Okay, maybe here, here, the only thing I can kind of, I haven't been in this position per se, um, but I, okay, I am a woman who's attracted to femininity, period. Um, And even when it lives inside of a quote-unquote man's body, like physical body, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So I think gay boys, I love them to death, um, not all gay boys, some of y'all look too catty for me, I can't can't fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But beautiful men that I know that have harnessed their femininity in a way that is, or rather, their spirit inside of femininity, inside of a quote unquote man's body, to me is just gorgeous. Yeah. You know? And so, if I, I don't even know if I have been in this situation, so I'm, this is totally hypothetical at this point, but if I would define myself attracted to a trans woman, mm-hmm. all right, um, and say didn't know that she was a trans woman. Um, and see, I'm, I feel I feel like I'm 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 fucking with my words because I really don't want to offend um, anyone. Yeah. 
Um, but it, it's and so just know, you know, listeners, mm-hmm. that we're just trying to work this out while we're talking. <laughs> exactly. This ain't nothing that's in concrete, right. y'all. You know what I'm saying? And we're inviting you to work it out yes, with us. Most important. At your gay aunties at Gmail. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, we all working this out. But um, I, I know that at the end of the day, when I envision my life, I envision myself with um, a woman uh, who identifies. Oh, Jesus, I feel like I'm, I'm walking slowly into the quicksand, mm-hmm. y'all. So um, we're going to just but, say it. And then if there's <laughs> anything that needs to be cleaned up, you know, just know exactly, that we don't exactly. we're not trying to offend people. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We so not trying to offend nobody. Um, we just try. I'm just trying to my best to articulate um, what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, um, okay. Then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real yeah. myself. All right. So then if 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 I'm in a club or something, whatever, and I find myself attracted to a woman, and at some later point I find out that she technically is a trans woman. Um, would I then say all of a sudden I'm not attracted? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would. Okay. Because I don't know. I don't know if I would um, off the bat. This is not my head. This has not been my experience. So this is completely hypothetical. But knowing me, um, what I'm attracted to is not just femininity, but also good motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? People with certain kinds of, of, of attitudes towards life that can make me laugh. All that, like all that has to be a part of it. It's not like a either or, like, you know, you just have to be labeled as this and then, okay, I'm attracted to you. Nah, son. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you have, have to have a lot, of other, a lot of other attributes to really float my boat? So if someone is floating my boat because they're hitting all these marks, but but they're, they weren't born, quote unquote, a girl, right? But they are a girl. And how they identify. I don't think I would run. Yeah. You know? And I know there are some of my friends who are listening to this like, damn girl, you have grown like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Because yeah. that's my intention in life. I do read. I do grow. I do listen to people when I learn and I grow. So if I was to be 100 honest with myself, I don't think I would run for the hills. Or I don't think that I would be turned off. I would then be turned off if they've already hit those marks with me. You know, it would be a new experience for me. And then thus, they would have to decide if they want to even deal with me having a new experience with mm-hmm. them. Because, you know, they don't got to be with me. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's being honest with yourself. What are you attracted to? You know, so, but, but even with that being said, on the flip, back to our conversation, if I am dating a trans woman, then what does that make me? What does that make her? And obviously, I'm talking about a trans woman who identifies as mm-hmm. lesbian. Yeah. Well, know? I think because that's, that's not easier. obviously. Yeah. Because they, then yeah. you're still just lesbians. Hmm. Hmm. So why? Hmm. She's mm. a woman. You're a woman. You're lesbians. I'm look. I was trying to make something comparable to what you were going through? Did I not do that? <laughs> like, why is it an issue with you and not so much with me? Ah, because masculinity is, is tricky. Huh. <laughs> As are men. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Huh. Yeah. That would, that would be huh. And maybe because, you know, women are flexible. <laughs> I'm totally teasing everybody. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. So, all right. So, you're saying that because in this situation, at the end of the day, we're both identifying as women at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Whereas in your situation, one person is, is identifying as a man and other as a woman. Yeah. Okay, okay, I see. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, you know, uh, and this is, this is a conversation that's more complicated than I thought it right. would be. Um, you know, but, which, but you know what? Da, 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 that's life. Right. <laughs> and, and it could continue. Like, you know, especially as people are listening, when they send in their, um, their ideas and their thoughts about it, like, everybody's having different experiences, like those life experiences that mm. you talked about. So like maybe somebody's right. having a different um, manifestation of, you know, this whole topic that they can enlighten us with. Right. <laughs> and, yes. And I would love that. to hear that. So, yeah. Word. And you know what? And we can, we kind of ended on this. It's like we're, what we're talking about, you know, this conversation that me and Red is having and the conversations that you have with each other and, and how we, we kind of joke and kid and about how every new, every new generation has some new shit and yada, 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 yada. And that is a truth. I think let's continue in this conversation, you know, understanding that another part of the human condition is to always grow. There is no end point. There is no finality to anything, to, to like human culture and understanding and how we relate to each other. It will always grow and always expand, expand and, and almost like an accordion mm-hmm. actually, but, um, or it's, it's cyclical, you know, but it's, so in your response to us, let's continue the conversation knowing that there is no finality to this conversation, right. that this is more about a conversation of us better understanding who we are beyond the politics quite mm-hmm. honestly because trust the politics will change within your generation Absolutely. in a matter of time it will so change you'll be missed up. you're like whoa what are y'all doing what are y'all mm-hmm. doing you know and that's okay um so yeah so we invite you all to uh uh holler at us at your gay aunties at gmail.com to continue this conversation or to tell us a story of uh or if you're in a situation where you're trying to figure it out um, where you identify as one thing and your partner um, or someone you're interested in is identifying as something else and this is a conversation you're having, you know, and how are you dealing with that conversation? Maybe you need help with that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, let's help each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what we're here for, right? Hey. <laughs> That's what we're all here for. <laughs> Beautiful. You know. Well, this was um, good. Yeah. I feel, I this feel was good, good about it. Even, I so enjoyed even this. the... the fight through some of the things that we were thinking like it just felt it felt I feel calm now so great <laughs> yeah yeah look I mean look I'm gonna you know you and I we're gonna stand by what we stand by in a moment but we also understand that not everyone may see the world as we do and when I say see the world not politically again I mean as far as that I'm I can more easily forgive people for shit that comes out their yeah. mouth because I know I know it can be a week later, a month later, a few years later, that they'd be like, oh my God, that shit I said a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like people change at the drop of a right. hat. And that's also a reason, just one more quick thing before we leave, you know, just a little quick, you know, auntie lesson. That's another reason, issue I have with how politically minded the queer community is and how you hold people to the fire about some shit they said 20 years yeah. ago. 
some shit they said 10 years ago, some shit they say last year. You cannot do that, y'all. Y'all cannot do that. Now, you can say, hey, you said this a couple of years ago. Where do you stand on this mm-hmm. now? But don't step to someone like, oh, you you still the same motherfucker. Right, right. You know, or how you perceive that that statement to, to go. You know, because I have said shit out of my mouth that I've regretted because I know that it was received completely wrong. Or maybe not, I wasn't able to articulate it in the way that I did. Or maybe I didn't have enough knowledge at the time mm-hmm. to articulate myself properly where I wouldn't offend as many people. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So if I leave you with that, please, please, please be gentle with each other. Yes. Be gentle with each other in this struggle. That's a good word. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we we love mm-hmm. that you all are, are rocking with us and and rolling with us, and we'll be here uh, as often as we can <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> that we're sharing this 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 experience, this growth that we're having, these thoughts that we're having with you all, because that's what I'm doing. Right? <laughs> so I'm Red Summer. And I am Hanifa Wadi. And you are your gay at <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, beautiful. <laughs>